Welcome once again to this video cast on the Creator and the Created. We've been speaking about the perfection of God and how perfection or how the perfection of God and his being leads to say that God is not good, but goodness itself, the final cause of all created reality, of the created universe. However, the ultimate perfection of God's being means not only that there is nothing lacking, but that there is no limit to his perfection. God is. He is perfect, and nothing more can be added, nor can he be measured by anything outside of himself. The ocean is measurable for a child. He can spend almost an eternity gauging the amount of water in the ocean by using a cup. God is infinite without limits. He is infinite in everything he is. He is pure actuality itself. In creatures, it is obvious that they receive their act of being, that they receive their existence. They are not, they're not, they are not at one time, at one point. And they are not their active being, but only are according to the measure of their given nature. God, on the other hand, receives nothing from another, for he is the first and encompasses perfect being. God is perfection, and nothing can add to it, and nothing can subtract from it. So God's perfection is without bounds, that is, without limits. If God had a body, which we have seen is impossible, for he is simple, then he would have limits, because all bodies are essentially limited to certain space. They are created, they receive their perfection. Now creatures in receiving perfection do not have actual infinity, but are potentially infinite at different levels of their existence. Creatures come in a potentially infinite number of shapes, of, of differences. However, in actuality, a certain shape has, in actuality, a certain, uh, a certain, a certain shape is that only. It's not infinite. Only the shapes which are potential are infinite. Not the ones that actually are that or this. In mathematics, one can divide or one can multiply a number infinitely. However, it is only potentially infinite. Because at any point, you can always add or subtract. However, God is actual infinity. Nothing can be added or subtracted because he is pure actuality. He is perfection itself. This attribute of God's infinity has an important consequence. If God is infinite, he is not limited by anything. He is not limited to one place or to one time. Nothing in space or time can evade his presence. The attribute 
of his infinity is at the base of God's presence in the created universe. God is always present, but he is not part of the universe. He is not its essence. He is not its active being, nor much less a property of the created world, nor in any way its potentiality. Any kind of pantheism is to be excluded, as well as intermediate deities, which in this sense could be considered as expressions, parts, or fragments of the divine substance, even if they are represented with individual personalities. God is present in the created world as the cause is present in its effects, as the acting agent is present in what is being acted upon. However, this is not just punctual. Unlike the master sculptor that shapes his masterpiece and then sells it off or, or leaves it, well, eventually he will die. It is different with God. God stays in his creation. Due to his goodness, all creation is finalized to him. All of it desires God. And if God ceased to be present in creation, it would cease to be exist. God gives the act of being to creatures, and he continues to sustain all being. The reflection of the sun rays upon the sea cease when the sun no longer shines. God's infinity also means that no place inhibits God. He is everywhere. No actually existing or possibly existing place can exclude God. That would put a limit upon whom he is, upon who he is. He is infinite. God is everywhere. You can't hide in any place from God, and he does not abandon his creation. He's always there, even if his presence does not take up space. Whether in a crowd or alone, he is not absent. If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I descend into hell, thou art present, says Psalm 139. And the prophet Jeremiah says, Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord. And St. Augustine speaks about God's presence in his confessions, calling it interior intimo meo et superior sumo meo, more inward than my innermost self and higher than what is highest in me. And since God is simple, since he has no parts, he is wholly present, entirely present in every place. We certainly shouldn't try to imagine this. The faculty, the human faculty of imagination is sense-based. It depends upon the bodies that the external senses can perceive. But God has no body. So his presence is unlike anything else we have ever experienced. And we do not have a 
physical or spiritual faculty to directly sense God. St. Thomas Aquinas speaks of the three modes that God is present in created reality. He says that God is present by his absolute power or his rule over all creation. Nothing escapes the grasp of God. The Manichaean heresy, like all dualistic trains of thought, splits the universe into good and evil domains. It denies that matter is also ruled by God, and instead is ruled by another principle, often an evil principle. God created everything and sustains everything in being, and thus is ruler of all. Secondly, God is present according to his providence. God's presence is found in all of reality. There are no intermediate deities that control the fate of men. We do not fear the stars or the old gods. There's only one God. God who is never absent. He is present everywhere. And not the least thing escapes his all-knowing and all-seeing providence. We read in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 10, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and not one of them shall fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Finally, St. Thomas says that God is in things by his essence. God is the cause of being, of the act of being in every creature. The cause of the, their very existence and continuity in this existence. There are no intermediaries between God and his creatures. There are no lesser gods. There are no lesser creators that have given existence to anything. Nor for this reason does God use an evolutionary process that creates either something from nothing or exudes a more perfect being from an inferior one. That which does not exist cannot impart being, nor that which is inferior in perfection is able to impart greater perfection. You can't get something from nothing, nor more from less. God's presence is wholly unlike anything that exists. It is unique and exclusive to him, who is infinite, boundless, without limits, perfect in the totality of his being. Nothing compares to God. The infinite is essentially incomparable to the finite. Until next week, and thank you for listening.